Hi, I'm Begupin and this is 36 Years where we talk about Philippine news, democracy, and politics. On May 9, the Philippines elected as President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. He is the second Marcos to hold the post, the first being his father and his namesake, the late dictator who was ousted from power in 1986 and what is now called the People Power Revolution. That was 36 years ago. Here we try to make sense of where Philippine democracy is heading 36 years after the revolution. Welcome to 36 Years, available on Rappler social media pages and on wherever you listen to podcasts. A few weeks ago, the country bid goodbye to a president remembered for how he brought the country together, particularly at a time when conflict over political movements and forces were at their most volatile. Fidel V. Ramos was laid to rest at the Libingan ng mga bayani on August 9. This week on 36 Years, we explore the legacy Ramos leaves behind through the lens of someone who knew him better than most, his grandson, Patrick Salazar Halasco. How should we make sense of FDR's legacy in place in Philippine history? And what do we, a generation whose consciousness had yet to fully form during the Ramos presidency, need to know about the lessons from the former general and president. But first, the headlines. Malacanang has announced President Ferdinand Marcos Jr.'s first state visits to Indonesia and Singapore. Marcos will be flying to Indonesia from September 4 to 6 and then Singapore from September 6 to 7. Both trips will be state visits or an official visit of one head of state to another. The palace didn't say why he picked those two countries, but both are key allies in Southeast Asia. The September sojourn will be a first by Marcos as president, and he will be visiting another key ally soon, the United States. Said Press Secretary Trixie Cruz Angeles of the planned U.S. visit, it's still being worked out, although nagsabi ang Pangulo that he will be going. Back in June, when he was still president-elect, his team, said Marcos, was keen on attending the United Nations General Assembly in New York come September 2022. U.S. President Joe Biden has also invited Marcos to visit D.C. through U.S. Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff, who headed the U.S. delegation during Marcos's oath-taking. It is the U.S. trip that will grab the most attention for the new president because he has a standing contempt order in the U.S. for violating a Hawaii court injunction of their assets. A Hawaiian judge wanted the Marcos assets preserved to pay damages to victims of human rights abuses during the martial law regime of his father and namesake, the late dictator Ferdinand E. Marcos. But as Philippine president, the younger Marcos now enjoys diplomatic immunity. They call it the Agenda for Prosperity. Budget Chief Amina Pangandaman on August 22 turned over to the House of Representatives, headed by the President's cousin, Speaker Martin Romualdez, the proposed budget for fiscal year 2023 or the 2023 National Expenditure Program. A few highlights from the budget. Education, as usual, gets the biggest chunk with $852.8 billion budgeted for the Department of Education, Commission on Higher Education, State Universities and Colleges, and the Technical Education and Skills Development Authority. Agriculture, a sector headed by the President himself as the concurrent agriculture chief, gets a 39.2 increase compared to the 2022 budget because in the State of the Nation address, Marcos made food security and agricultural development a top priority. 
The Transportation Department is asking for a 120.4 increase compared to the 2022 budget for a total of 167.1 billion in the next fiscal year. Meanwhile, the Department of Public Works and Highways is asking for more than 718.4 billion. Overall, the country's flagship infra program, now called the Build Better More program, that's a continuation of the Build 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 program, gets a total of 1.2 trillion pesos in the proposed budget. This covers projects across different sectors and departments, including tourism, agriculture, health, and education. We've only just begun parsing through the 2023 National Expenditure Program, so tune into Rappler for more details. The House will begin deliberations on the budget on August 26. Malacanang hopes to pass the budget into law before Christmas 2022, and the House as a whole self-imposed end September or early October deadline to pass the 2023 budget. It's at this point where I repeat and I remind you that the House and the Senate, both chambers of Congress, are dominated by a supermajority of Marcos allies. The House is headed by President Marcos's cousin, Speaker Romualdez, while the Senate is headed by Marcos allies, Senate President Miguel Zubiri. Finally, Congress seems keen on postponing the December 2022 Barangay and Sangguniang elections even after the COMELEC or the Commission on Elections warned that in the long run, it'll entail additional costs. The scheduled December 2022 polls is already an extension. Elections were supposed to be held back in May 2020. Current Barangay and SK chiefs or officials were elected way back in May 2018. Before the May 2018 elections, Barangay and SK elections had been postponed twice. First from October 2016 to October 2017, then from October 2017 to May 2018. The move to further postpone the Barangay and SK elections seems to have wide support in both chambers of Congress, with most lawmakers saying the tight fiscal space makes it prudent. And there is a need now to allocate those resources to other present needs, including the return to face-to-face -face classes, which began the week this episode is airing. A House panel has voted on first reading to postpone the elections to December 2023. President Marcos himself has yet to make explicit if he is in favor of postponement, although he has pushed to expand the terms of barangay and SK officials to five years. And those are the headlines. On to the interview. Hi, Patrick. Thank you for joining us this week. Hi, Bea. Uh, thank you also for giving me this opportunity, of course, to uh, yeah. share more, I, I guess, about Lolo. Yeah. Siguro, start cheery agad, no? Pero de, we, we, we also want to offer our condolences then. I'm sure it's been a difficult few weeks um, with plus the public attention pa, di ba? Um, yes, talk about yes. Uh, thank uh, you so much. Bit, yeah. Um, siguro, ano, let's start with... Uh, Fondest memories of your grandfather uh, growing up? Fondest memories, I guess. And hey, um, medyo <laughs> Well, I guess just to provide a slight background story. Uh, si Lolo kasi mm -hmm. uh, became president yeah, 92 to 98. And I was, mm -hmm. um, I was born 1991. So, <laughs> Um, and by the time that I, siguro, yun, high school, college, Lolo was still pretty busy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
But siguro, yun, yun lang yung background story ko. Um, I guess fondest memory, Lolo would always joke. <laughs> like yung mga sobrang corny jokes eh. Uh, I, I guess, and it's not just the family, but he's also pretty well-known sa public, lalo na during his speaking engagements, uh, na he likes to uh, lighten up the mood, puro uh, yun, uh, jokes. And I guess another one would be his... Il- ako, manifestation ng Ilocano side niya. <laughs> na not to, try not to waste anything. So, lalo yeah. is most especially food. So, when I was growing yeah. up, yun nga, na when we would eat out or pag, ano, uh, family meals, he would always tell us, lalo mm-hmm. sa grandchildren na, uh, uy, uh, yun, parang don't leave anything on your plate. Eh, at that time, out of the eight grandchildren, ako, I think, yung pinakamatakaw. <laughs> <laughs> so, sa sa na po kung talat na leftovers, ayen. Uh, so it still worked out in the end. Yes, yeah, so, well, thank God. <laughs> I didn't. Na ano naman na maintain. Oh. Okay, now that you mentioned that, no, ninety. Uh, for full disclaimer, I've known Patrick since college. Um, but I didn't realize who you. And that this sounds very. Ang sama pakinggan pero hindi. I didn't realize who you were. Or who your who your relatives were, um, and I've always wondered for people who have parents, grandparents, um, even siblings in the world of in the public sphere, especially in Philippine politics. Like I've always wondered how it feels like to be born into that world. Hindi mo naman pinili na maging pangulo yung lolo mo. Um, but when did you realize na pangulo pala yung lolo mo? I think well. Actually, not in my whole life, but parang I only <laughs> knew about it na ano lang. Ah. I guess like you could say face value or yun, yeah. parang ay si Lolo President, that's it. But in terms of <laughs> what that actually entails, yeah, yeah. Um, I only kind of siguro had a better understanding or yung gravitas of it na mm-hmm. yun, high school, college, after college. But I think yun yeah, Lolo... Um, never had a son. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. puro daughter. So, di ba dito sa Philippines, yun nga, na usually yung mga anak uh, take the last names of mm-hmm. uh, the father. Yeah. So, yeah. at least for me, when I was growing up, or actually, lahalos lahat kami na grandchildren, ne, parang yeah. people didn't really know na, uy, apo pala, apo pala kayo ng presid- uh, former president. <laughs> uh, and I think that was a benefit. I think that was a great yeah. benefit to all of us kasi kahit pa paano, we were still able to grow up normally like yun nga na, the fact uh, in yun, we knew each other already in college but i was able to still like just be patrick alasco yeah yeah, yeah. no because I, can, I, can, i can't imagine and this cuts across the political spectrum just the i don't know if you if you would call it a burden but like you know just the For maybe for some it's a chip on their shoulder, pero just the knowledge na um, you by default carry with you the name of someone whose decisions, whose role in history, it's, it's not naman something that you actually put in, like had input into, di ba? Mm, it's not, well, I used to think it was a burden, of course, kasi yeah. um, when I was, yeah, uh, well, I guess other than me yung how i uh knew about lolo other than being a president mm-hmm. was that 
I guess like my bias na rin. But to me, he was like a really, really good president, really good leader. Yeah. And I had to, yeah. siguro in every, or at least like it was also something na sa Ramos family, na you really had to excel. Um, mm. And parang siguro, there's always a, the back of our heads na we need to like live up to the standard, the reputation that Lolo has built up for the Ramos family. Um, yeah. And as much as possible, like, of course, uh, at least I personally, like, I, I, of course, I didn't flaunt uh, to the public, <laughs> na, oh, yeah, po, ni Ramos or whatever. Um, but at the back of my head, na I would have this, like, self-guilt, na, kunwari, hindi ako masanang, hindi ako, like, uh, yun, po masanang mga quizzes or something. <laughs> Baka ba ba, like, oh, personal talk, parang, ay, shit, <laughs> nakakaya kay Lolo. Yung mga ganun. Um, yeah, I, but I oh, sorry. Last girl, last no, I think like yeah. I think with that also, um, I it I used to think it was a burden, but towards the end of yeah, parang as I grew older, um, I kind of saw it also as like it doesn't have to be a burden. Like sure, there's a tall order that I need to follow, big big mm-hmm. shoes that I need to fill, but. It also has its some advantages, uh, if yeah. you could think uh, think that way. And I guess for me, my example was, uh, yeah, during college I was a student activist and and mm. anti-government whatever. Uh, one of the one of the um, benefits na I used to think na yun having that Ramos name was if ever if I ever I get caught or whatever I could always use that Ramos name which. Uh, thank God I, I didn't have to use. But alawin, parang I, I, in, the, in those aspects, I'd like to think that I was, kahit papano, I was able to um, use that, siguro sabihin na natin reputation or name, yeah. to kind of tip the scales a bit yeah. uh, and to help yeah. others instead of view, viewing things sa, ay, shit, like, bakit ba may pangalan na ganito? Uh, hindi ko nang yeah. pinilito. Yung mga ganito. Medyo na, hindi ko expect yung dark turn lang uh, in case mahuli. Um, oh. <laughs> but, but, but unfortunately, unfortunately, in the Philippine context nga naman, that is a very, I mean, that's another topic altogether, the, the, the whole connection yes. and protecting yourself from from any yes. possible abuse of the state. I, I wonder din pala, parang, um, you can get, parang, you've always known that he was the president, but of course, when you're like one or two, you, like, I, I don't know, baka, baka naman kasi Patrick, ano ka, with child ka pala. But you don't really understand what a president, like, you just know that a president is a president. But you don't know, like, hindi mo naman alam na siya, may cabinet siya, alam mo yun, hindi naman, that's not something that two-year-old cares about, frankly. So, like, how did you come to terms, or how did you parang, parang did it slowly build over time na, ah, ito pala yung ginagawa niya. Kaya pala may security siya. Kaya pala, like, alam mo yun, bantay sarado siya all, wherever he goes. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, tama. Parang it was more of the latter uh, na I uh, in, just came to understand, again, the gravitas of the, my Lolo and yeah. the, the, I guess, like the role uh, that he's playing toward him. Gradually lang naman. And I think, mm-hmm. actually, now that I think about it, I'd like to credit... Um, I guess like my teachers no high yeah. school, uh, grade school even, and even uh, my parents. Kasi kahit pa paano, 
um, Tate tried to uh, be as be as neutral as yeah. they possibly could. Like, I remember this one instance nung, um, di ba, high school, syempre, uh, ano yun, social studies or, ano, Philippine <laughs> history. Na, yun. Malalaman ng, ng teacher, syempre, na, ay, apo to ni Ramos. Uh, and, I, I don't know, uh, I I can't remember what we, what, well, what my teachers back then specifically said about Lolo, but I, mm. parang, as far as I could remember, yeah, parang much of my, chapter may bias pa rin ng konti, but kahit pa paano, <laughs> yun, I, I know about, of course, like what happened, his role in um, martial law, yung mga ganong bagay, yeah. na of course, hindi yeah. palaging perfect. And, yeah. um, I think, yeah, my teachers made sure of that as well. Na, okay, apo to ni Ramos, but at least like we'll try to be as balanced as we can. Yeah. But that's a good thing, though, because I feel like a lot of times, and, and it's a disservice also to the person that uh, if you skirt around difficult conversations, right? obviously, um, yeah, you don't you don't allow the person to think for himself or themselves. Uh, but I mean, right? I mean, Philippines, of course. Oh yeah, that's true. The <laughs> oh, power relations between uh, someone who asa natin asayan of a political or not we're not yeah. even a political family but yung mga ganung power relations yeah yeah no th- th- i i thank you for bringing that up also because i think that's one thing that stood out um because for better or worse diba, parang, uh, after someone is president you expect not just one although you you, you did have one relative right but uh you expect kumbaga, isang barangay na mga kamag-anak na papasok sa politika, um, electoral politics to be specific. Was it ever, like, was it a conscious decision na talagang, na pinag-uusapan talaga among the, among your, the siblings of, of, of uh, the late president na this, this is not something that we want to, to enter together, parang ganun? I think, yes, uh, at least based from the stories of of yeah, yung mga tita tito ko and syempre, mm. from what I can remember from my grandparents but yeah um the thing is kasi I guess like just to share then si Lolo again well, isn't really a politician like yeah I just remember one of the um I forget sino nagsabi na yung sa eulogies ni Lolo was well, mm-hmm. that Lolo only ran for public office as a president and that was the yeah. Yeah. one and only uh, political office that he ano, he sought for um and parang ever since someone before i guess like you could think of it as uh making career niya talaga as a soldier and even yo yan parents niya sila lolo na chong lolo ilang they well lolo na chong was a congressman but yeah it he, I guess, like it was, he viewed it as more of a public servant. And I think in the yeah. yung natin, family culture namin, uh, much, yeah. at least most especially for their generations, mm. um, they were more of public servants. Like Lola Ilang, the mom of uh, yun, Lolo Eddie, was a educator. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then sila, I think from on the Martinez side, Lola Ming, the wife of Lolo Eddie, the dad. Mm was a, was the first naval architect in the Philippines and yung the mom the mom naman si Lola Se was the first social worker here in the Philippines mm-hmm. so the politics 
isn't I mean, of course, politics and public service uh, go hand in hand and are very closely related. But I, yun, parang don't siguro na differentiate or parang yun yung culture na that was really created within the family that were more of um, public servants than like parang we we like desk jobs more than <laughs> politicians, I guess. Yeah. Mas mas gusto niyo yung bureaucracy kesa uh, sumayo sa stage at magsalita at mangampanya. Oo. Uh, um, so, and I think like si Lolo din kasi at that time, he, ayan, parang he, well, for us, lalo na for the grandchildren, he never really pushed any of us to yeah. run or for office or even be soldiers because Yeah. I think he also saw, yeah, parang experience yun na yung ano eh, na the good and most especially the bad with it. Eh. Um, and it's not that he hindered us from it. I think he would have supported us if any of us siguro expressed any ano, interest uh, pursuing yeah. the same uh, career that he, the careers that he did. But well, yeah. wala. <laughs> Walang nagano. Yeah. Walang sumunod. I would imagine, in a way, ano nun yun, uh, a huge source of relief na rin yun for him. I mean, because like, the life that he lived, I mean, ilang lifetime yun for the average person. Yung sa dami ng pinagdaanan, di ba? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Di ba? Okay, na- naalala ko lang from uh, reading about the eulogies, no? parang um, colleagues and well, subordinates actually uh, talked about how they were always on their toes, serving him as president. And then the journalist, actually, yung favorite ko na anecdote, yung galing sa uh, Malacanang press corps ng time na yun, na it was one of the most difficult periods of their lives as journalists kasi apparently nakikipag-jogging sila sa umaga <laughs> kasama ang Pangulo nung time na yun para makakuha ng istorya and things like that. So, like, clearly, he wasn't a very chill person in terms of his professional life. But how was he as a grandfather? Was he also... Uh, <laughs> well, hindi, I mean, kasi Lolo, yeah, while tama naman yung mga sinasabi ng mga ta- actually, well, natuwa din ako dun sa ano, eulogies of uh, the press. Like, really, really yeah. nice stories and yung, I guess, like a lighter side of uh, Lolo that I barely got to see. Yeah. Um, but, yun din. Um, I think Lolo... True to the stories that everyone has said, he's really a workaholic. Um, and siguro in relation to what I mentioned earlier, na 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 napipressure ako because, syempre, <laughs> I had big shoes to fill. Um, yeah. But at, parang nun narinig kayo mga story na yun, kasi kala ko dati na, uy, ano ba yun? Like, apo ko ni Ramos dapat, like, you should somehow uh, be able to live up to the standards. But no, nung naririnig kayo yung mga storya na kahit mga staff uh, generals <laughs> nahirapan sa routine niya. So para ako, ay, okay. Like, ibang okay klaseng tao lang. <laughs> oh, ibang klaseng tao lang talaga si Lolo. Um, but, sorry, going back to your question, uh, like Lolo as a grandfather, I think he wasn't very, ano eh, um, he wasn't, sabi na expressive emotionally lalo na with words but uh, i think yung it it was a product of his generation the diba yung yeah. generation nila yung when you're a parent it, it wasn't 
uh, normal thing that you would talk to your yeah. children and treat them as yeah. your kids or even your grandchildren. Yeah. Eh. But uh, and siguro to add to that, na he was also a soldier. Um, yeah. So may magandang dynamic eh. But um, fa- one thing that he liked to do was to, and I guess this was his way of showing uh, na, hey, you know what? Uh, I still, I want to spend time with my family and I, I, I really care much about my family and about my family members. Um, but it's just that you know, being the busy man that he is, he would yeah. always marry you know, work and uh, family time. So whenever we would go to trips, alam mo family trips, hindi pala. Like, <laughs> may kasama talaga mga meetings yun. Oo. May conference um, din na. Oo, Na there'd be, ta- I remember we had, there was this, ano, uh, Boao, yung Boao Forum. Uh, we went, like I was, uh, I think I was mga high school pa nun eh. Uh, and mm. the family, like the whole Ramos family went to the trip. Tapos, Kala ko, it was just like a yun, hotel, like swimming, <laughs> but din pala may other, like during the day, nagko-conduct sila ng mga conferences, yung mga ganun. And um, even when I talked to my mom about it, na ever since talaga, even when they were growing up, ganun si Lolo, yeah. na he would yeah. always, but I guess, parang that was uh, to him the compromise. Eh, di ba, Lolo, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of his staff would always say na, ano, na always find a, win-win solution. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, well, at least in that pers- con- or specific context, I think kasi Lolo was also self-aware yeah. na I am good at this job. Yeah. And this is yeah. like my calling. But right. at the same time, I also have to juggle also <laughs> other responsibilities as like ayun, a father, a grandfather. So, yeah. <laughs> literal na ano multitasking no hindi ko pa oh. nakwento to ever kay Patrick pero i remember the first time i was assigned to cover FVR i was shaking i was so terrified um kasi naunahan siya ng kwento-kwento na i'm sure everyone knows this na at this point na nagpapa-push up siya minsan na nanununtok siya ng abs especially ng mga cameraman or ng mga male reporters so i was so afraid of meeting him just because his reputation preceded him but I was pleasantly surprised when I met him na parang he was very patient. I think that's the word. More than anything. Kasi yung context na to, bagong reporter pa ako nun. So mukha, parang kong nening pinapilin ng suka ng rappler basically. Um, and, I th- I, and I think he was very patient and cognizant about how young I was <laughs> and how potentially stupid I was in the context of being a journalist. <laughs> yeah, parang lolo you think na, ano eh, like, syempre, military man, he always had this image na, uh, oh, and for his stature, di ba, yung yeah. sabi completed staff work, like, if you don't, if you are not up to his standard, wala, kakainin ka agad. But, there were, yeah, surprisingly, there would always, yung compassionate side niya talaga eh. But, um, I think also, that's, that's what makes him a very, unique leader, I think. Kasi, like, he knows yeah. when to push the buttons and when he knows, parang when to be compassionate, be the good cop, so to speak. Um, and I guess in that instance, yun, parang nababasa niya eh. Doon siya magaling eh. Nababasa yeah. niya yung tao eh. Oh, yeah. also, so, well, naalala ko sa push-ups. You know, I just realized, kasi nung, yun din, yung eulogies ni, ng mga uh-huh. staff members niya. Apparently, like, one of the, yung aid niya, you know, kwento nga na before, um, 
one of the tactics that Lolo would do uh, in order for siguro two opposing parties to come up to an agreement was ikukulong niya sa isang kwarto sa Malacañang tapos itatasan niya yung temperature ng aircon para mapilitan sila. And aalis siya for a bit and imomonitor niya lang. Like, just to force them to, oy, like, ayoko na nandito sa malamig na kwarto. Sige na, like, let's just get this over with. And siguro in relation to to push-ups na, and it's, you'd, you'd think it's nothing, but well, no one thing I realized, it was a way for him to ease off tension. Lalo na for, yun, parang he was, parang normal for him to meet with two opposing uh, camps that really just want to kill each other. But for him, kasi it was always, yun, like he was very diplomatic and his, mm-hmm. I guess like his mindset always was, yun, win-win solution. And what better way to kind of let out that excess tension than to just yeah. exercise mag push up style like oh okay hindi ko na malala specifically kasi usually yung, yung physical naman yung push up yung he'll jab at the abs of of, of people usually he'll do that to me obviously he'll do that to me i forget what he may ginagawa din siya for for female reporters i think he handshake at dinadaan niya sa handshake so syempre kinakabahan pa rin ako noon pero pero pero, pero na, na, naalala ko din noon na parang Yung nga, parang I think people, obviously, in, in the context of, of, of the eulogies, people um, highlighted the irony of a former soldier being a, a masterful peacemaker, um, especially in the context of his administration back in 1992 uh, when we were, when I was a baby. <laughs> so, parang, and, and it's interesting to me also na parang I, I knew what the Ramos years were in theory from the books, but it's different reading them now and as a as a thirty year old, like understanding na oh, pala, yun, ito pala yung mga nangyayari in terms of the peace negotiations, um, general political climate of that time. Um, yeah. Yes, so, I definitely I, agree. Yeah. I wonder though, nabanggit mo rin kanina na in college, uh, you were an activist. Were? Are? Hindi ko alam ko. Ano ba yung, yung proper na tense for... <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a professional activist now, but I okay. guess like, I try to as much as possible help. Yan, parang yeah. help still tip the scales, kumbaga. So I guess in yeah. that sense, I'm still an activist. Yeah. No, because I wonder... Um. Obviously, he's a former president. Even after the term ends, ang 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 bigat ng gravitas at ng political sway ng any former president um, in any country really, but especially in the Philippines, right? Did you share the same politics as your grandfather? Uh, and if so, like, how do you how does that work? <laughs> if if you differ from him, actually, in the um, but kasi di ba, Lolo, at least during his administration, was very much characterized by um, trade liberalization. Actually, not, I don't know now, but having to think about that, because I'm more left-leaning. But yeah. I think Lolo also was, to some sense, sabi na natin left-leaning. And the policies that he came up with were more of a product of, 
ano eh, like uh, external forces at that time. Or hindi naman external forces, but diff- very varying circumstances. So, siguro to, well, for people to situate things, uh, Lolo, at that time, when he became president, uh, one of the um, urgent problems back then that he needed to solve was, uh, well, actually, two pala. I want to ta- highlight two. First is yung, ano, uh, blackout. Uh, like, mm. And I hope that the millennials, wow, I, I really don't like millennials. <laughs> generational terms, but our generation and um, the you know generations after us, I hope they still get to talk. Para ask people, lalo na for our parents, na an- ano ba yung, yung panahon ng 1980s, 1990s, most especially for yeah, electricity. Because at least, diba ngayon, we don't, we barely experience that anymore. But I remember yung mga yeah. kwento back then. Diba parang half of the day, wala ang kuryente. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Lalo na in the Philippines. Diba na sobrang init dito. Can you imagine wala kang electric fan half of the day? Yeah. Or wala kang nagagawa, hindi ka man lang computer or do your calls half of the day. So yeah. that, I mean, that's a major thing. Uh, and the other thing was yung monopolies. Monopolies ng mga ano, like utility companies like uh, mm. telecoms, uh, electricity, uh, ano pa ba? Well, water. I, I think those are the two things that I wanted to highlight. Eh. Kasi parang mm. yun yung sinasabi ng mga tao na, oh, kasi like uh, FBR is a capitalist, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And I used to think that way, but kaya nga napaisip ako. <laughs> kasi it, um, at that time, <clears throat> um, and I... Buti na lang, I'm also <laughs> a political science major and pinag-usapan namin to sa classes. Na yung, syempre, problem ni Lolo noon as a president, how do we solve these kinds of problems? Na, yeah. And siguro to add to all of these things, na the Philippines back then was still pretty unstable. Diba during yeah. uh, Corey's yeah. time? Yeah. Unstable times, tapos yung nine coup attempts. Yeah. Brink of like civil war. Yeah. Uh, tapos wala yeah. pang kuryente, walang pera, or yeah. hirap makakuha ng pera. Diba? Lol, like, if you were the president, how how do you solve these things? And well, I guess like one of the options back then was yung structural adjustment adjustment programs or loans hmm. that were um that were offered by World Bank and the IMF. Uh, which I, I, well, to, to the best of my memory, I think that was one of the things that uh, Lolo utilized in order to solve some of these problems. Now he had to yeah, loan money in order to um, pump or to increase public funds. But at the same time, yeah, siempre, na the government uh, cannot um, how, how cannot manage all of these ano, uh, utilities, public utilities, mm-hmm. and if we want to solve um, all of these problems immediately, we needed to, yun, kailangan mag-privatize. And that's why, that, yun, parang, that was the product. And I guess, like, that's one of the liberties that we have now. Uh, I think, yeah. like, this was also stressed by a lot of these uh, former cabinet secretaries back then, eh, na, yun, yun, na, sa telecoms, na it was during his time that the monopoly sa telecoms uh, was, uh, ano yun, was taken down. That's why we have Globe, yeah. we have, well, PLDT, we have Smart. Um, and, and imagine, you know, like, just to drive home the point, like for internet access, 
what if we just had one service provider and that service provider yeah. sucks, diba? Yeah. In general, or even in sa electricity. And I remember, I think it was si uh, General Almonte who even said na, imagine how much effort that took to dismantle monopolies. Eh. Na, and diba, in different countries, uh, dismantling monopolies uh, usually um, incurs like a bloody toll. But yeah. during Ramos's time, wala. Like he, because he was a win-win guy, he was able to broker yeah. all of these monopolies. Um, yeah. But in going back, nga, sorry, <laughs> sovereign dying backstory. Go um, ahead, go ahead. I well, I think that it's because of these, I know, uh, because of these, siguro two main instances that Lolo is deemed as a parang free market capitalist, which to some extent. Uh, tama naman. And like, I think it was also a product of that era, the, the 1990s. Yeah. That's when globalization, sure. um, free market capital, capitalism was really in like, like probably the peak. Um, but mm-hmm. I now that I think about it otherwise, because his time as a soldier, na, diba, um, the contrary to that of being, um, or sabihin na natin, contrary, I an ideology, lol. Well, mm-hmm. wow, now in layers. Um, but yeah. parang he also espoused, yeah, teamwork. Um, always, like in every, I think he was very consistent with his messaging na, hey, you know what, if we want the Philippines to succeed, we need uh, the help of uh, each and every one. Na, of, yun, parang he could have rightfully claimed na, oy, ako kailangan nyo kasi napagaling ang presidente. And I think like that's the messaging of like previous, ano, previous politicians yeah. na I can solve all of these problems eh. But, yeah. yun, parang even during his time and even after, he would, yun, di ba yung mga, ano niya, mga acronyms, USD, yeah. uh, Unity, Solidarity, Teamwork, or like the Bibingka strategy. It's always emphasizing we need uh, to cooperate as like one Philippine yeah. uh, nation in order yeah. to, I know, to be able to progress. Yeah. yeah, I think we can say with the benefit of you know, uh, already living in the future, and he, he was actually the correct person, the correct president, given the frankly dire situation the country was at the time. But you know what? The more I, kasi nga parang siempre after he passed away, you start reading up on on the context of his presidency. Because again, it, it's it's easy to narrow it down as on oh, 1992, the centennial, whatever, whatever, um, Philippines 2000. I even forgot that existed. Not to say that a seven-year-old Bea is expected to remember <laughs> a major policy of the president at the time. But it both fascinates and horrifies me to realize how easy we forget. Um, Kasi 30, 30 years ago lang yun, isang deka- uh, three decades ago lang yun, and yet parang it feels so detached from our current situation in a way. Or maybe or maybe that's just me and maybe that's just how I've experienced the way history has been taught to me. I'm not sure. I think also, yun nga, yun, uh, one of the things I realized that six years isn't really enough to yeah. change the problems that we're still... Yeah grappling with it um and yeah. just to contextualize it also in lolos with lolos legacy lolos life like mm-hmm. he's been helping the philippines throughout his whole life like 
Yeah. For most of his life, or yeah, three-fourths of his life, he was a soldier trying to, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, quell uh, insurgencies. But at the same time, yan, parang uplifting Filipino people. And mm-hmm. like, naging president siya. But even then, that wasn't enough eh. Na syempre, ang dami pa rin kailangan gawin. And I guess, to some extent, Lolo realizes, and that's why I get, you know, he still emphasized, oh, I need everybody's help. Uh, this isn't just, uh, I can't do this alone, and I, I need every Filipino's help if we wa- really want to progress. But, yung, I think that's, that's one of the things I also I very much appreciate, uh, uh, appreciate about Lolo as a leader. Because yeah. he was. Yeah yung doon ko talaga nakita na ano eh, na leadership by example and iba yung iba yung uh, mararamdaman mo if you actually saw the leader uh, doing the things that he's ordering you to do or he or she is ordering you to do na parang uy diba parang mas magaganahan ka eh mas magaganahan ka and parang wala kang excuse kasi kung siya nga ginagawa niya na what more me and like yeah. Doon ko talaga nakita na, oh, like, if we really want, yung hindi lang puro salita. Uh, and ganito talaga yung effect. No? Yun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, alam ko allergic ka sa concept ng labeling generations. Um, and, and without meaning to make you a spokesperson of our generation. Um, kasi nga, meron kang obviously unique perspective of both being the grandson of a former president and also being, to me, comfortable enough to dare um, an- not analyze lang eh, to dare make sense of his policies then, uh, the legacy that he leaves behind perhaps. Um, what lessons do you think we should learn? Not just from FBR himself, hindi lang yung literal na iniwan niya mga lessons, but siguro kahit din lessons that he didn't ex- explicitly verbalize like from his mistakes and his successes siguro as president. I think, well, aside from leadership by example, kasi, mm-hmm. yun, parang, di ba ngayon, people just see, keep saying na, uh, ano yun, na, one of my gripes, lol, <laughs> is <laughs> when government officials say na, oh, yung mga Pilipino kulang sa discipline eh. But when you look oh, at God. the leaders, yeah. parang, ikkailan eh, wala eh. So how do you expect them to follow yeah. rules if you, if you yourself, yeah. if the leaders don't follow rules? <laughs> That's one thing. Actually, sinulat yung lessons. <laughs> Go! Oh, ayan. Well, one is Bibinka strategy. Um, and uh-huh. this is re- yung ano, na, he was pretty much known for this and I really hope this gets ba, ano, more ano, more coverage. Na, di ba yung Bibinka is known to be cooked from the bottom hmm. and the top. And I think that is how his administration was very much characterized. And that's why he was able to progress so much. Kasi, uh, yeah, parang, I guess, yun na rin, eh, parang uh, concrete example of teamwork. Na bibingka strategy. We need everyone to help in order to cook this really good bibingka. Um, I think another one is being on the ground. Si Lolo, one of the things that made Lolo such an effective leader was he was always on the ground. He knew what was happening, uh, and he would always actually take time to talk to the people, not just with the leaders, but in you know, stakeholders, consultations. Yeah. Um, 
And you all, yun, parang he was able to build trust in that manner and really show to the people that he's not just some kind, he's not just some typical leader, but he's genuine enough uh, with the things that he says, that he promises. And that's why he would always be there on the ground. Na, eh, kailangan mo talaga ipakita sa tao na, ano, na hindi ka lang puro salita. Um, what else? Actually, I think the one of, well, actually, ang daming major lessons. Eh, but another <laughs> thing is being humble enough. Uh, and I, this isn't something that Lolo uh, stressed, but I... I remember kasi before na I attended a um, FGD, a focus group discussion ng mga martial law victims. Uh, yeah. This was for the martial law museum. Yeah. And so I was part of a group. I was talking to the activists back then and nalaman nila na apo ko ni Ramos. <laughs> um, and at that time, after nun, I, I apologized. I said, Um, sabi ko, sir, ma'am, I'm sorry uh, on behalf of Lolo kasi yun, parang he committed many <laughs> he was not, well, parang he was a major um, yeah. ano yun, major actor sa martial yeah. law. And he said na, you know what, uh, it's okay. Kasi during your Lolo's time, he, he made amendments. Uh, amendments? He made amends. <laughs> parang, yeah. oh, yun. To really show na na to recognize na what he did back then was wrong and to right the wrongs that he did. And I rem- I also saw a post by uh, Ma'am Judy uh, Tagilaw na he had, she had this meeting with Lolo before. I think it was for, I think it was the death anniversary of si Lola, Leti, Shahani, and yun nga. Parang nag-usap sila doon. And nakwento ni Ma'am Judy na kay Lolo na uh, she was a um, detainee during the martial law era and she was caught by surprise because Lolo said, I'm sorry. It's like, yeah. wow! <laughs> Lalo na for your stature eh, na, and you barely hear that now. Uh, yeah. yung, there's this guy, si Lolo, na who was by all means like, <laughs> He has achieved so much, but he still remains yeah. to yeah. He's he's been able to say sorry and to be grounded. Yeah. Um, I think that's yeah. one of the yeah, um, parang crucial lessons also. Na leaders need to be grounded. Leaders need to be open as well. To be grounded enough to even say sorry. And I think yeah. he was only able to do that mainly because. Yung focus niya has always been the upliftment of the Filipino people. Na as tempting as it was to focus um, on himself, on his achievements, um, wala eh. Parang yung puso niya. <laughs> Sinabi ko nga dun sa eulogy ko um, that I think the only thing that rivals um, that rivals Lola Ming's love for Lolo <laughs> Or Lolo's love for Lola Ming is Lolo's love for the Philippines. Like even to his dying days, parang palagi Philippines, Philippines, Philippines. You need to do this for the Philippines. You need to serve the country. Blah 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 blah. And he is very consistent with that. Um, what else? Well, pretty much yun, 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 I think. Pero alam mo na nakakalungkot is 
isipin, especially I think in the context of being in politics and coming from the military, ha, the humility to say nagkamali ako. As someone who has covered, <laughs> as someone who has covered politics and the military or the military complex of the Philippines, it's, it's quite rare to hear uh, a politician or a general at that actually admit na oh, mali yun. Nagkamali ako nung I guess also, well now, I mean, I'm trying to situate myself also. Siguro at that time when Lolo was a general, he probably didn't apologize. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know the fact that, uh, yeah, parang he was still able, he was humble enough na even years, decades after, na nakapag-sorry siya. Uh, I guess like, sure, maka hindi siya nag-sorry sa mga tao back then, but yung, di ba, parang pwede pa rin naman tayo magbago. And for him, like, he took that chance. He took that opportunity to, like, at least as much as possible, like, just try to say sorry to those yeah. people he harmed back then. Yeah. No, because I mean, the whole concept of this show is not just to drill down on the past, but also, but more importantly, ano bang mapupulot natin sa past at nang we make sense of what's going yeah. on in the Philippines yeah. right now. Though. 36 years after the revolution. Siguro uh, to close this uh, interview, Patrick, this this whole show nga is about making sense of, of Philippine democracy uh, through the lens of what's happened in the past. Uh, so ikaw, when you want to make sense of the world around you, not necessarily politics, just your own world, uh, what do you listen to? What do you read, watch? Or what do you do? I... When I feel down, <laughs> uh, well, well, just to make sense of the world, I read books. Uh, I try to read as much books as I can. Well, I try to read as much as I can. And that's one of the things that I'm very thankful for from Lolo. Because he's actually an avid reader. Like, I'm sure nakita mo na sa office yan. Dami, dami, dami niya libro. And he's really, really good at read, like multitasking while reading. Um, and that's something, I think one of the, in the, arang, how do I say this? Na, it's not something that's usually highlighted as a quality of the a leader, an effective leader, but uh-huh. ano parang, I think that's one of the things that made Lolo such an effective leader. Uh, mainly because he knew a lot, he read a lot. And yung, I remember, again, eulogies uh, kay Lolo, na he, the, well, a lot of them would say that Lolo... Whenever he goes to a meeting, yung, he would ask questions, not because he doesn't know the answer to it, but he's just testing you. Na, alam niya na yung sagot. And I think the product of, well, that's the result of just reading so much. Um, and I think, yun nga eh, na if you want to really be an effective leader, you also need to be, yun, uh, be very well educated. Um... And then, well, I try to read a lot and just to make sense of the world. Whenever I actually feel sad <laughs> and I feel hopeless about the world, there's this, I know, I go back to Lord of the Rings. There's this really, really one favorite scene that I like rewatching. Yung, sana to, eh, sa Fellowship of the Ring Extended Edition. <laughs> nung, nung nastuck sila sa, ano, Mines of Moria. And it, yung, this was a dialogue between Gandalf and Frodo. And parang sinabi ni Frodo na, I wish we, I didn't have to, we didn't have to live in such times. I wish the ring didn't have, that didn't come to me. 
basically that's pretty much us diba <laughs> i wish we all wish that we weren't in this ko, pandemic multiple uh, yeah. once in a lifetime <laughs> catastrophes um but ang sagot ni ni Gandalf doon was uh it's not for us to decide uh whether like which timeline uh we should live in what we do have power over to decide on is what we can do given the time that we're given and he adds na there are other forces that are work in the world besides the will of evil and when i reflect on that i think na oh ano well, like you know what the worst thing that could happen is everything would be obliterated um and we wouldn't have um spaces to still resist spaces to talk about uh, possible plans on how to change the world kasi diba yeah parang if things were so bad we wouldn't be yeah, we wouldn't have these kinds of discussions <clears throat> but mm-hmm. uh, fact of the matter is we're still here um and we still yeah. and i guess it becomes overwhelming when we think that we're alone eh. but also the fact that we are not alone na there's comfort in knowing that other people are experiencing the same things being able to relate to other people na yeah i find comfort in that and being able to siguro be in the same communities uh, talk about the same things that i'm passionate about and be able to yeah in our small little ways be able to figure out how to make this world a better place Um, yeah, but I really find much comfort in that. And so, thank you, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> And on that uncharacteristically hopeful note for this show, because usually the ending of the show is a bit difficult. Yung final word. Final word. No, <laughs> in interview ka dito. Um, I want to thank Patrick for your time and also on behalf of a grateful nature. Ni naman, huwag naman, hindi ako spokesperson. Pero I think um a lot of people would also like to thank your family for, in a way, sharing your grandfather um for thank arguably you. too long a time with the Philippines. Um, I will be linking to this story page resources. About FVR, um, we can also ask Patrick for any resources. Um, she go to any organization that uh, you, the, the the late president would have wanted anybody, uh, like our viewers and our listeners, to support. And I really encourage everyone to read about not just his life but the context of the Philippines at that time. Because again, nakakagulat how fast we forget, even though it's still within our generation, within our lifetime. It's a part of the Philippine history. Na almost feels so disproportionate to this time. Again, Patrick, thank you so much (laughs) for for, for your time. Thank you once again for watching. That has been 36 years this week. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Patrick um, Salazar Halasco. Like I said earlier, we'll be linking resources on Rappler and even non-Rappler stories about the late President Ramos. I hope you read up on him and you read up on the context of the Ramos presidency and what kind of Philippines Ramos shaped and what kind of Philippines he inherited from his predecessor and what kind of Philippines he left behind for all of us to live in. Again, this has been Beko Pin. You have been watching 36 years. Keep it on Rappler and watch our other shows on social media and everywhere and anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'll see you next week. Bye!